Welcome to the second episode of Frontiers. My name is Matteo Penzo and I'm your host here. Frontiers is a podcast that is exploring alternative ways in delivering conference content. If you also want to dig deeper and have access to the content and the presentations from this podcast, all the speeches are distributed freely on our video portal at www.video.frontiersconferences.com. In February 2020, in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, our own conference Frontiers Next focused on the different dimensions of well-being, and you are in the right place to have prime access to what our speakers and guests had to say about the future of happiness and the future of well-being. The United Arab Emirates believe well-being is so important, they created a ministry for it. And in 2020, we designed the conference in partnership with the Prime Minister Office and the National Programme for Happiness and Well-Being. And this year, we have deeply innovated our format and we are bringing Frontiers Next globally through our innovative hybrid model, leveraging our local hubs in Italy, the United States, the UAE and Saudi Arabia. And stay tuned for more locations in the coming weeks and streamed live to the rest of the world. In today's episode of this podcast, I'm happy to welcome Paul Papadimitriou, a keynoter and thought leader who will explore the concept of superlinear well-being. Paul has three passports and has been living in Tokyo, Manila, London and Geneva. You can imagine that as a global citizen, he has a very peculiar take on the future of well-being that might become superlinear. He describes the concept of superlinearity as something that lays beyond the layer of linearity, which is the layer of reality we experienced for the past millennia. In his talk today, Paul will explore whether this will change and what happens when well-being becomes superlinear. From Frontiers Next Wellbeing Dubai, our guest for today, Paul Papadimitriou. Welcome, Paul. The word welcome i love that kind of word. i love this word because it has also well you know which is obviously the the topic of the day well-being well well means pleasure and contentment right so we're, i'm very happy as matteo was just on stage very happy to welcome you here i think it's a it's a very 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 good word i wanted to start this um today by having a little bit of an idea a concept that probably some of the speakers today will be talking about which is the superlinear well-being. Superlinear, what is that? I'll come to that in a second. Is well-being, can it be superlinear? Can it be more than it has been until now? That's a bit, I guess, the question we'll be exploring all together uh, today. So let's start with that word, linear. We live in a world that is still very linear. If something happens this morning in Dubai, it only happens here. If it happens in New York, if it happens in London where I live, if it happens in Athens, in Geneva where I'm from, it only stays in one place. I'm going to give you an example. If there's uh, an accident this morning, I don't know if there was, on Sheikh Zayed Road next door, and they realized that, oh, maybe that part of the road was not built properly, we should actually make an effort on this, the single event will be corrected on that single road at single time. This is the world we live in. We live in a world of batches. We solve problems one by one. 
in places, in cities, in companies, personally, one by one, and in probably in well-being as well. But the thing is, we are actually entering a world that is super linear. Super linear means simply that it's above linear, that's it, right? An example, a very easy example to understand is the reason why we all live in cities. Uh, a dire example, I'm sorry to be pointing this out on a conference, is obviously we hear about the virus these days. You know the virus that is everybody's mind nowadays, uh, the conference in Barcelona next week, Mobile World Congress was canceled because, because of it. It has a superlinearity within it, the virus. It means that when people are very close together, they get the virus maybe faster. The same happens with IDs. This is why we move to cities, because when we move to cities, and the, the UN is obviously forecasting that a lot of us will be living in cities, I already do, and you guys do here as well in Dubai, more and more people live in cities, more and more ideas are being created because a superlinearity actually goes into place. And this is the, one of the reasons. Another thing that we do with superlinearity, and I was, this is why I was talking about the example of the car earlier, the example of the accident on the road, is Tesla, and I'm not here, I don't have shares or anything, I'm not pushing you to buy it a Tesla, but Tesla actually is more than a car. Tesla is a computer. Tesla has eyes. It records the streets, it sees everything. The more Teslas you have, the more it learns about its environment. And what happens in the same exact thing that I just mentioned earlier, if there is an accident on Sheikh Zayed Road this morning, the Tesla sees it, and as soon as it learns how to not have that kind of accident, this data is put it back in the entire fleet of Teslas. And now your Tesla, that you had not been in an accident this morning, knows that at this bit of the road, it shouldn't do X and Y to avoid the accident. This is superlinearity. This is how it happens. And the question is, maybe for well-being it can happen. Should it happen? I don't know. But this is the world we are already living in. And of course, you add examples like uh, the ones that you have in your pockets. More and more data is being shared. You learn more and more things. You put data out there. We're using machine learning and AI actually to understand. Even simply your iPhone understands that you need to be living. Let's, let's keep with the example of the road. The, your iPhone will tell you, oh, you have a meeting in one hour. You should be leaving because there's traffic. That's already superlinearity. It uses data to understand where we're going and how fast are we going to get there. So this is something that is happening. We're becoming more and more superlinear, even if we don't see it, and more and more companies are going into that direction. So the question that I just asked is, what if well-being could become superlinear? To be honest, I don't know if it can. And probably, and this is why I'm also happy to be here in Dubai with you at Frontiers Next Well-Being, is to learn this, to, to listen to other speakers that will be speaking after me, to understand, is it possible for well-being to become superlinear? Is it possible that if some good practice of well-being happens somewhere, let's say again, New York or Dubai, I can learn about it and implement it in my own life without having to search for it whilst living in London. This is a bit the idea, this is a hope that I have, obviously, for well-being. Um, who am I? Because I didn't really properly introduce myself. I'm Paul, uh, Papa Dimitriou, as the last name says, I'm Greek, but I was actually born in Switzerland, and my mother was from Finland. The joke is, obviously, that as a Greek, I dodge my taxes. As a Swiss, I hide the money in the bank, 
As, as a Finn, probably I, I don't know, I finance Christmas because Santa Claus lives in, in Finland. So there you go. The alternative story is my three passports are locked in a safe in Zurich and my real name is Jason Bourne. I do actually travel around the world. I have many, many clients, including actually here in Dubai. I work with a, a, a lots of airlines. This is why Matteo was joking about my podcast with FMCG companies, technology companies. And we help them understand what makes the consumer click, how the human experience be, uh, is changing, what kind of behaviors are changing, and how they should implement uh, then strategies to go along with that. But enough about me. Let's go back to the topic. What is well-being? To me, well-being, I don't have a definition, to be honest, but to me, well-being was formed, the realization of what it was, was formed with two um, very important chapters in my life that I've lived, two cities, actually a lot of cities that I've lived. The first one is in Tokyo. I was living, this is a Shinjuku station. That was my station, actually, four million people a day. I come from a country that has eight million people, so every two days my country was going through that station. I love Japan, I don't know if you've ever been, because it's a country that represents harmony by design. There's something very strange about it, especially Tokyo. It's super busy, biggest city on earth. It seems that it never, never stops buzzing. There's a lot of stuff happening, and yet you find peace, quiet, and harmony. I had not even set foot for like 12 hours when I was living there that I realized this is my well-being. I love this kind of city. It made something, and I put some words here on the side. It created that feeling of mindfulness, respectfulness. It was responsive, and it was understandable. I know it's what I mean here is not Japanese was understandable, but for some reason, I felt that the rules, because it's very codified, Japan, was understandable and made me well. Maybe... maybe um, having this realization of what well-being meant. Although, again, I was born in Switzerland. Switzerland is one of the countries with the highest uh, quality of life according to most of the measures, and it's a pretty happy place as well. But maybe because I was born there, I never realized what it actually meant. It was Japan that made me realize that. And after Japan, I moved to the Philippines, to Manila. Very different place, because obviously it's emerging country, it's more messy, it's uh, disorganized. I love the Philippines, I really loved it. My time there was also very good. And the other, that made me the other realization, which is happiness by soul. Although the Philippines is ranked very low on a lot of the criteria that we usually use for development, the, the one criteria where they always rank high is happiness. For some reason, people are very, very happy. No matter what I just said about Japan, very well organized, codified, etc. It just works. And that made me feel also happy. Other words here, it was fulfilling, it was comforting, it was communal, it was exalting. You know, there's a, we always say about the Filipinos is the five, the four, the five F, you know, fun, family, faith, food, and friends, right? And it was this kind of sense of community that actually created this understanding of well-being. And my question here is for you, because I don't know the answer is, can we make these two things I just mentioned, these two experiences, the harmony by design and happiness by soul, can we make them merge in uh, well-being, in superlinear well-being? So the realization is that well-being, these are the two examples, example, for me is a culture. It has to be a culture. This is the reason these two countries were so good to me for this understanding of what well-being meant to me, again, it's maybe very personal, is that both had a culture of it. It was something that was created. And you know, a culture, like a culture for companies, by the way, a culture is, for me, the best definition of culture is something you do when no one is looking. So it's something that is very natural. That was very natural to these two places, and that's why I, I felt this sense of well-being myself. Well-being 
has to be, and that's for me the thing that I want to give you because it's, a, it's something that I always find a bit ridiculous when I read about well-being. It has to be both systematic and personal or individual. It cannot just be rules. If you just declare that you need to be well-being, it's not going to work. It's a top-down approach. Uh, it's like culture in a company. You cannot just decide that our company represents X and you have to go along with it. That doesn't work. And the other one, which is a very American way of personalization, is it cannot just be an app. I hear so many people say, I'm going to use Headspace or Calm. Very good apps, by the way. And I'm going to meditate for five minutes a day, and that's going to be my well-being. That's not good enough either. You need to have both sides of the equations to have this sense of well-being, to have this sense of happiness. At least, to me, that's, it is very important. This realization that both are top-down, personal, systematic. The system has to be uh, built in, and the personal has to be uh, built in. So superlinear well-being, can it be achieved? Again, I don't have the answer. The one thing I do know, however, it, ha it has to be a participative design. The same reason I just mentioned the world culture, the same reason for those of you who work in organizations that are trying to make change happen in an organization, if you don't create it, so if you don't design it, and we'll hear about people from Frog today, as Matteo was as well, so they know much more about design than I do, but it has to be participative as well. It cannot be what I said just a minute ago, it cannot be just top-down, it, it cannot be just declarative. It, you cannot just decide that we're going to be well and that everybody else should be well. It doesn't work that way. So it has to be participative. It has to respect the autonomy of the people. It has also to probably respect their vulnerability vulnerability, which is something that is very hard to achieve, to understand that each of us is different and we all have our own failures and we play along with those failures and not try to hide them or uh, make as if they do not exist. Well-being. You know, I started by saying that welcome, in a world welcome, there was pleasure and contentment. Well, well-being is also a choice. In a world well also means choice. So it's a choice to what we have to do. It's a choice that I, I see that Dubai is trying to achieve. It's a choice that each of us have to decide personally. I don't know if you woke up this morning being happy or not being happy, being well or not being well. I don't know if we can learn what triggered this moment. Why were you happy when you woke up this morning or not? This is a bit, I guess, the question we have to go on the journey together today. But well-being is a choice because, again, the word well is, means choice as well. And it's a choice that needs heroes. And I think this is why we're, I'm so happy that to be here is because I want to listen to heroes. Heroes are no uh, Iron Man and Superman and other Marvel. They're very cool movies, by the way. Heroes, and indulge me for my Greekness here, heroes in the Greek mythology is her first, she's a she, she's a person that just shows the light. And we need to have people that shows the light. And I hope that the people who are going to be on stage, and you guys as well, when we interact together later during the breaks, will be those heroes. We need to find ways to actually be all well uh, together. On that, I'm Paul Papadimitri, I'll be your host today. This is my website if you're interested in any kind of sorts. And on that, thank you very much. And this was Paul Papadimitriou from Frontiers Next Wellbeing, exploring the concept of superlinear well-being. Are conferences themselves becoming superlinear? Maybe yes. Well-being has gained even more importance than ever before. 
I invite you to share this podcast with anybody you know that is interested in the topic of well-being. Thank you for your time with us. And don't forget to visit frontiersnext.com and subscribe to our newsletter to get prime access to news and offers from Frontiers Conferences. Arrivederci.